Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee with Coaches, episode number 28, I think we are. And I'm joined today by Adam Nightingale, an ex-colleague of mine, the first person I ever paid to uh, help uh, help me coach, which is, um, he was the first and he's the last up till now, so... <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. I had a couple of yoga yoga girls help me in the uh, early in the year because of my newfound yoga addiction. But yes, how you doing, mate? Good, very good. You? Yeah, good. Back in the UK now for how long? Like eighteen months? Um, yeah, just under eighteen months now. I mean, about yeah. March last year, and then obviously the last three months have been taken from us. So we'll just yeah. take it as well, I think. So it feels like one year. We're not counting this twenty twenty. It's bullshit. No. Um, and just to give people an idea of what happened with us is you helped me coach the first, you helped me coach Body Project Ramadan 2018, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which was definitely my biggest body project month of body project. Definitely my biggest Ramadan. Ramadan's always something I push because everyone sees it as a, a cleanse, a month to sort of um, get in shape. At that time, body Pro- uh, Ramadan was falling early. Uh, sorry, so, yeah, early summer, late spring, like yeah. just running into people's holidays. In fact, I think we got like two weeks after that Ramadan before everyone left and went on their holiday. So it was built up as a bit of a get in shape for summer kind of thing, which has um, always uh, left me in good stead. And this year, <laughs> lockdown hit and we didn't get a good Ramadan, which was a massive shame, not only from a business point of view for me, but I, like you put up the other day, that picture of us taking that 40, 40 people in a session. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just reminded me of everything that that's, that, that entire Ramadan was, was wicked, right? Good atmosphere, loads of new clients for me. I mean, the whole thing was probably a bit new for you because it was, yeah, yeah. you know, one of the first times I think you'd done big group sessions with me, but you got your own, you did your own hours which meant that you was meeting your group and I was meeting new people from my group. And it was a brilliant, brilliant, um, brilliant Ramadan. And I've missed it this year. And I I don't mean because of the money, but I mean, because of getting, I think that 80 people that year, Yeah, 80 people. And it was brilliant. Um, Those Friday morning sessions, that first Ramadan, first Friday, 40 people turned up and anyone who doesn't, who listens to this and doesn't know what body project is, it's usually, anywhere between 10 and 20 people to myself um, t- uh, taking a, a, a group training session. And it was, it's been born out of me n- not being able to facilitate as many personal training sessions as I wanted. And I basically co- collaborated two people into one that they wanted 6am, Nikki and Megan, who probably will listen to this. Um, they became, a, a, I said, look, you don't know each other, but you're very similar I think you should just train together. And I literally, that, that was body project was kind of born. Um, I did, uh, so how are we going to go about this? Let's go. So you didn't seem that long ago to me. It really doesn't seem that long ago. So what, how did you find that me introducing you to taking group sessions? Let's, let's plug body project a little bit. Yeah. Um, I loved it, mate. And as you say, I think probably looking back on it now and in hindsight being 2020, I think, one, we had a very special group of people, which always makes a difference. Um, you kind of had your core, your core people that came that were always like high energy. And then that yeah. would kind of filter out to, to others. There were people that came that were, I guess, Ramadan specialists, like the ones who knew they'd finish work early so they could get in at 
you know, what, two, yep. three o'clock, do a session, and then still have time to go get on the piss afterwards. What did we do? Then, we did seven a day, right? Seven sessions a day. Yeah. And I, cap- and I capped it at 20 people a session. So yeah. there, was, there was a 6 a.m., and then yeah. I think there was a 2.30, a 3.30, a 4.30, which I took, and then you took 5.30, 6.30, 7.30, or something like that. Yeah. We but there were seven that. sessions every day. Yeah, um, and it was always... I think probably the smallest group would probably be like six or something. Yeah. But then that one straight after or the earliest session was normally when all the teachers would flood out. Yeah. And then they can go sit by the pool and do whatever they want again. So this, this is basically an advert for something that's not going to be able to happen again for quite a while. If you're listening to this and you're in Abu Dhabi and even better, if you live on Ream Island, we're plugging, (laughs) we're, we're advertising a, uh, an amazing training program that happens on your doorstep, but isn't going to be happening for the foreseeable future. Because as we just discussed, as soon as you tell people they can't have it, they want it. Everyone wants it. Yeah. Oh, everyone's tapping me up at the minute. The amount of inquiries I've had. Just build it up, this great thing that, you know, that they want, but they can't have. You literally cannot have it yet. But then yeah, when exactly, it's available. Yeah, yeah. mate, when, it, when, we, when we release from lockdown, I'm going to be uh, flying you out here first class, being like, Adam, I can afford to pay you a fortune. Um, I've got an Emirates flight first class booked, and uh, you're staying in the uh, Savoy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ever going to turn that down. So, I mean... <laughs> That sounds great. I'll, I'll go business, mate. I'll save us a bit. Business will do, yeah. You can have the change. Yeah, we're um, just going to invent these probably. So, yeah, and we had, we, was, we ran, um, we had a competition for, I think we had best result from that Ramadan. Yeah, we had right? men and female, didn't we? And then we had the beast. But the, yeah, body project the beast. beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, we had some big weight loss. I, um, there was a guy who lost, think four four or five kilos which inside a month is good going you know and it was from volume of training the option is that you can train guys if you're listening to this if you sign up for a month you can train six times a week which is a lot if you've not been training <laughs> you know it's a yeah. pretty steep increase um we had a uh, best um sort of like most enthusiastic which is a bit of a slight isn't it if you turn on you know <laughs> If you get team player of the year. <laughs> Players player, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Thanks for coming, but uh, yeah. you, you achieved nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and we gave some uh, protein products and stuff like that to those guys, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and the reason I'll tell, I'll big Adam up a bit here because uh, um, I, I'd, we'd probably only known each other a month or two at that point. Um, but I knew that Adam fitted into Body Project really well because of his his personality skills, his skills with people and being able to, I knew he'd bring his own style of training sessions to, uh, which I got a, a lot of um, praise for from clients, but also he bought um, the, well, the, the, just some chat to the sessions. It's not all about um, technically planning the best session, which is by the by, really getting people moving and attending sessions is as important as anything else in a training session. Which yeah. you did. I think to be fair, most of the praise came just because they've got a better taste in music than you. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, true. Well, was yeah. Whacking on some dutty grime at <laughs> six a.m. for people, whether they liked it or not. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, uh, thanks for that, mate. There's, I think um, I think we did complement each other pretty well. Like, because again, you always driving 
standards and you are of and you know always were more experienced than me so you knew what you're doing at the back of your hand so you all were just you know a good routine you could come in demonstrate everything people would listen happy days where i was still kind of learning the ropes but i guess like you say the one thing i was good at was taking the time to find the people that were maybe flagging or struggling a bit the newbies and just saying oh you know maybe try doing this a little bit different or whatever yeah. else so we could focus on different people in different segments but ultimately make sure that everyone felt like they were getting the same kind of treatment and attention i guess a lot of um a lot of people would have said good cop bad cop because uh they, we, we yeah. were basically an an 80s cop movie duo of um people uh, not liking me and liking adam um but nonetheless between us we got the job then we shared clients and it was such a such a good month and i've really missed it this year um i Gave Adam the first sort of um, client I passed on to Adam came to me. I hadn't met her. I hadn't known her. And Adam got to know her long before me. Uh, yeah, definitely long before me. I was going to say I didn't train Jen for um, probably nine months before nine months. You must have seen her yeah. nine months. Then you left and she came to me very sort of with uh, reservations. But uh, for anyone who's listened to podcasts on the regular with my podcast regularly, uh, about 10 episodes ago, you will have seen a podcast with me and uh, Jen Oakley, who lost 100 kilos, essentially. <laughs> Let's round it, round it up. She's lost 100 kilos. Um, and I remember being sat in a cafe getting an inquiry, which I get all the time. Um, and a, an inquiry for a trainer is just, it's a little bit like, you just sort of, yeah, yeah, all right, you want training, okay, whatever, let's, let's sort of see. And it's unbelievably rare that you get a client that is as committed as Jen. And I gave it to Adam, which I do not regret in the slightest because she might have, um, even though she's been one of the best clients I've ever had a part in uh, working with, uh, she might not have stayed with me had it not have been for me. Me and Adam are different people at the end of the day. Um, and uh, yeah, she has done incredibly well. She's praises you to this day. Um, she'd had the operation a month, a month since. I think so. Yeah, I think I first met her in June, maybe start of July. Um, and then I was away actually because it was my birthday, so I'd gone to Oman for a week, and then she said she was going to call me. Or keep me updated like the week after because that was when she was due to have had her surgery. She was going to have enough rest and then she could start training, essentially. Yeah. Um, and how was she that first uh, first training session or so? Um, I mean, it's safe to say we're pretty good friends now, so I can abuse her a fair amount. And I think where she is now compared to that first session is poles apart. She was yeah. probably very nervous, yeah, anxious, um, I guess uneducated maybe. I think she had had trainers before potentially who probably didn't get to know her very well and think about yeah. you know, her essentially as a human being rather than you know, a, a client. She, um, I, the one thing I'd say about Jen is she's 100% realized she was going to die if she didn't um, lose weight yeah. and she'd made a change. She just, there was no, no, I'll try a bit of training. I might try a diet. It was, I'm doing this. 
And did you notice that in it? I mean, uh, you know, you know, you had trained people by that point. You'd noticed different personality types in training. Did you? Yeah. Was she super committed and gung ho about it as she is now? I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, she definitely had it at the core, as you said. You know, she was at a point in her life where it was kind of do or die, quite literally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it obviously took a bit of time to to help her get to a point where she really was actually enjoying it and she could see the, the benefits and the results. But fuck, I've never, if I had that level of commitment or if anyone had that level to anything, of commitment. To anything, to anything. If she'd have put, that, in, if she'd have put any, that level of commitment into starting a business, she'd be Jeff Bezos by now. Yeah, exactly Unbelievable. right. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And everything took a backseat. Family, friend, not family, because yeah. you know, family helped her, but... I yeah. know that she said she sacked friends off that weren't that weren't supportive. Yeah. Um, I think even though she's very committed to her job and a, and a, and a, a from I, I understand a, a great teacher and stuff. I think even her sort of career took a backseat because she knew that her finances took a took a hit and if nothing else, yeah. she basically she gave up everything to save her own life, which is incredible. Um, she is, I mean, to this day the most committed i did a i do a birthday body project challenge which is basically your age um uh, so calories on a the burpees cal, cal, so your age burpees which i did yeah. so this year just gone i did 36 and then i let the body project guys do a, a circuit as you know that how it kind of get an idea of how it runs yeah. then i let the body project so i got like 10 minutes to rest before i then did uh, 36 calories on the uh, ski erg and then I got 10 minutes to rest before I did 36 calories on the bike. Brutal. Absolutely terrible. Uh, Scott and Paul, who you know, uh, turned 40 and 30 on the same day. Yeah. And they did that. So can you imagine that? That was about a Friday or two later. Scott did his 40 of everything. Paul did his 30 of everything. And Scott tried to beat him for time, like as if that's going to happen. But he still gave it a go. It was it, really, really hard. Um, and then Jen's birthday came around. I'll not say how old she is because I don't know if she want, would want me to say, but um, and she was like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it over the week. I'll do, you know, yeah, yeah. it just, the, the numbers worked out that she might, it might, uh, you know, spread out nicely. Yeah. Um, and then she started on the first, on the first day of the week and she did them all. She did the, she did the burpees. I modified them for her. Yeah. Um, and then she smashed the, the, the number of calories on the ski erg and then she smashed the number of calories on the bike. Absolutely incredible. Honestly, um, just, just, just a very committed individual. And that's born, that's testament to Adam, who was the first person to see it. That first trainers, trainers don't realize, and I didn't realize for a long, 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 long time. And I don't know how much of it you can change as a trainer. You can be the best version of yourself for lack of a better word, yeah. but you're not a, you're not going to be the trainer for everyone. You happen to be the perfect trainer for the perfect first person at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, if I'd have met her, it might've gone the other way. If uh, you'd have been in a different mood, it might've gone the other way. There's a hundred things that could have not happened, but you happen to click with her. I think she's told me once that you went to walk with her instead of training. Yeah. You, know, you turned up at the gym. She wasn't in the, she wasn't in the right frame of mind. So you went to walk. 
that can't be to some degree can't be taught as a trainer you can learn it over 15 years and it did take me 15 years to to, to sort of realize that people uh, people had um you know needed personal skills not just um the perfect training program yeah um it's yeah. uh there's a lot of elements to it i think one one of my skill sets is get to know people for who they are and what their kind of drivers are you know what yeah. they like or dislike yeah. i think that probably was a, a good part of doing recruitment for so long because i just had to sit and interview dickheads for a better course of the word but yeah you actually understand what people are saying rather than well what people mean rather than what they say i suppose and you can you know kind Very of true. judge by their actions rather than their words um but again you know i think with jen because of you know, everything she'd been through in her personal life and you know she was going through this surgery to, to have it changed and what well, i can't remember how much she weighed at the start and but it was what 160 plus was it kilos more than that oh yeah she was 200 i think she was getting on for 200 at some at one point yeah so she you know a lady of her age and her height at you know nearly 200 kegs you know i'm six five 112 kilos yeah do you know i mean like that's a lot psychologically more than anything that you've got to be thinking right hold on it's all well and good getting someone in the gym and being like, right we're gonna warm up on the bike for five ten minutes and then we're gonna do some deadlifts some squats and you just can't do that essentially you know i yeah. think the, the process and mindset for me at the start was less is is way more because she's not used to this and you know kind of like it and see to extend see what she can do what she can't do like you said you know i'm not ever going to be like right 20 burpees let's go because <laughs> exactly <laughs> mate you've just hit the nail on the head there yeah. um i one of my massive biggest fails as a trainer was i remember speaking to a a business guy, one, I think I can remember his name, I won't say it, but um, um, I did, went through the whole process, full-on consultation. It was when I was in my PT just out of school mode. I wasn't just out of school. I think I'd been training about five years, but I'd got this client, thought he was going to be great. He was committed, and I can remember now walking out of the consultation. I said, all right, we'll do a quick like 20-minute session after a 40-minute consultation. And I think after a warm-up, one of the first things I got him to do was burpees. And yeah. what a twat I was. Like, what a <laughs> dickhead. Um, just with no, no real... And I'm, I'm sure on the better personal training courses, 17 years after I did my first ever training course, yeah. I'm sure it will, be, um, it will be taught. But back then, it wasn't. It was taught the technicalities of, yeah. uh, of training, but you wasn't taught... Who's this? All right, Stephen. <laughs> Look at that. Okay. This is Jen. Jen's joined us. For anyone listening to the podcast, we've got to point out that it's an audio medium and uh, <laughs> no one knows, but Jen is, uh, Jen's online and Adam's online now, so I thought I'd uh, let Jen into the meeting. This is like some, some talk show. Yeah, stitch you up, there. mate. Stitch you up. Yeah. Podcast well, gold. <laughs> like the Springer, the Springer show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would a hundred percent throw a dwarf at you. If we <laughs> so let's keep the, so I don't have to edit this at all. We'll just keep talking. Jen, we were just chatting there that um, we. I, I think Adam has. Uh, I'd basically stars aligned to get you tra- to get you guys training properly because it could have been me and it might have gone a totally different way. We, I could have 
and probably would have said something inappropriate or that pissed you off or that got you to not come back to me. Adam did something right that first day. What do you reckon it was? Um, well, I mean, I think we talked about this in the podcast before that uh, Adam Adam is so open with sharing what he himself has gone through previously. And so when I sat down with him that first day, it being incredibly honest, he was incredibly honest with battles with weight when he was younger and dealing with some anxiety and dealing with some depression, all things that immediately connected to exactly where I was at that point in time. And it was the first time that I'd ever had a trainer who, I mean, I've had some good trainers in my time, but this was the first time that I'd had a trainer who had connected on like a deeper complex level and it was immediate. And I mean, I didn't know Adam from anywhere, but I felt Adam like from after, Adam. Yeah, I didn't know him from Adam. But after 10, 15 minutes of sitting talking to him, I felt like I'd known him for a long time and that this was going to be the absolute best Best trainer, Just remind us how far person. out of out, post-op, how far was you post-op? Um, I wasn't even six weeks post-op at this okay. point. Yeah. So I was still, I was I still you messaged clear. me. Yeah. You messaged me like the day after the day or maybe a week or so after the operation or was it I even before? So. It wasn't before. Just before, just before yeah. my surgery. I was yeah. just telling Adam then that, um, I shouldn't do this, but I do every inquiry I get. I'm a little bit like I just at that time anyway, I shrugged my shoulders like, oh, another inquiry. And you just kind of put it, send out a batch reply because you can't reply to everybody so personally. What I, and I think what I, whatever I said to you was, I can't do this, but I, I know a man that can. And yep. luckily, uh, the man that can was Adam. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, so that the story sort of, of your weight loss started, which was the second podcast that we recorded together, your, yes. your weight loss journey. If you want more in depth on that, guys, go back and listen. But um, generally, I suppose, you was training in, a, in a, a resident gym in your place in Beach Towers, right? Yes, that's right. Okay, so um, was Adam always focused on the session or did he come and uh, focus on, let's say, you and how you was feeling on that day? me and how I was feeling on that day. Because anybody that's gone through a massive weight loss, even a smaller weight loss, you know that the biggest part of it is the mental game. Yeah. And Adam was almost like a built-in therapist because there were days where all the emotions and all the stuff was completely in the way of the actual physical training. And I sometimes didn't even need to say anything to Adam. He would be able to tell by body language, the look on my face before, you know, I'd even realized that he was in the gym. He already knew that I needed something different that day, just by kind of how I was pedaling the bike or, or whatever. <laughs> like it was really actually kind of strange that he was able to pick up so clearly. When, when you told I him needed. to fuck off, it, it registered with him, did it? You, yeah. I, I did it he said, good morning. And you went, fuck off. And he went, oh, should we just go walk today? When you walk into the gym and you've got a face like a slapped ass, like Stevie Wonder could have helped you. I'm not in for the purposes of And I mean, I used to think that I was like really like low key with my shit mood, but clearly I wasn't. But I mean, it was just, there was one particular time that I was faced with a pretty big life decision. And 
I was really struggling. And instead of training, Adam and I went for a walk. Do you remember that, that day? Very clearly, yeah. Yeah. And we literally sat on two chairs at Ream Park and just talked and talked it through. And I walked away feeling like I had more clarity about what I wanted to do than had I just sort of faced it on my own. And it had nothing to do with training. It had nothing to do with weight loss. It had nothing to do with any of that. It was something completely unrelated. What but told Adam you to do that with her, Adam? What told you to go on a walk instead of training in the gym? L- joking aside, you know, she probably... Yeah. I think, to be fair, it was probably like, having conversations with you. You know, you did help me a lot at the start, telling me, you know, I guess just kind of learning from other people's mistakes. And essentially, like, what's the fucking point of trying to make someone train when they're not in the right headspace? Like, we've, like, you know... I'd say we've probably both been there when we've been to the gym before. You're not really in a good mood. You're doing it because either it's a, a way of, you know, exercising your demon and getting a bit of release or you turn up and you think, I'm not in the fucking mood today. What we're doing. And yeah, I guess, I don't know, with, with Jen as well, because, you know, they get to know her and essentially more concerned about you know, her as a person than as a client essentially you know sometimes i'd go in and i used to say to you right you've got five ten minutes at the start whilst i'm warming up to bitch and moan and then i don't want to hear another word of it because yeah, I think jen said that <laughs> in the podcast yeah, yeah. you're naked me out but you know it worked and i think on this day she wasn't she was in a completely different frame of mind completely different mood and i just thought well jen's a human being and what she needs right now is probably someone to talk to and get some stuff off her chest rather than me going right Mm -hmm. three sets of deadlifts um all the best afterwards hope you're okay because what's what's the point you're supposed to be dead yeah i don't know it's me personally like i just wanted to help i guess yeah exactly yeah it's um not very often you and as a as a trainer adam you've come into being a trainer um well i'd say definitely later than me. I was 19 when I started training and you was, uh, I'd be qualified as a trainer. Um, a lot of people in the over I've seen over the last sort of 15 years qualifying their teens and early twenties. And like I did had zero personal skills at all. Um, whereas it's, it took me 10 years to realize that, you know, getting people to train is not only good for them, not getting them to train. I mean, getting them to be consistent with their training is better for results. doesn't matter how intense it is. And it's better for the trainer's <laughs> bank balance as well, because they keep coming back. The amount of clients I've lost because I was an idiot, um, you know, uh, is unbelievable. And it's always going to be the case that you're going to have trainers that fit better with other clients, uh, fit better with different people. It's always going to be that way. Um, but, but loosening up as a trainer for me, improved my business, improved my clients' results, improved my my mentality towards my business and my clients so it's, uh, it got me it got i became a salesman as soon as i just stopped thinking yeah. about fitness and thought thought about people instead if you're not in this business to help people then you need to leave it it's the wrong job for you um exactly right i think again you need to put yourself in the situation which is you know, if i was if i was in that position would i want someone to you know be some training or would i just actually want to have a chat with someone and think sound cheers for that mm. you know, i need it it doesn't matter whether it's your 
it makes if you go for a pint or you go for a coffee or you've got someone in your family, it's just being able to, you know, get things off your chest and feel significantly better afterwards. I mean, because I'm a great guy, I don't think I actually charge you for the session. But, you know, knowing what I know now. <laughs> well, you could have done. Would... <laughs> you could have done. I, I don't <laughs> think you did. And this, this is why, I mean, when Tim asked me to talk about things, this is why I'm so quick to talk about you, Adam, is because when I tell you, and Tim too, and Matt, when I was training with him, it's very rare to find trainers who give a shit to the level that you guys do. And I mean, it's one thing like you're saying to go into a gym and you train, you collect your money and you go out of the gym and you don't think about this client until you train them again. I know that things are different with the three of you. And I know that just from life events that have occurred and you know, you, Matt, Tim, are sometimes the first messages that I've gotten when things have happened. You know, when I post on social media, and I mean, Adam, we haven't trained in over a year. But yet, when I'm posting on social media a, a goal or a success that I've had, you are one of the first people who is giving me kudos, who's saying, great job. I mean, that's outstanding because you could very easily have gone back to the UK and washed your hands of things because your job was done with me. Do you know what I'm saying? But you've stuck. And I mean, not just as a friend, but you're still there like as a trainer, as a motivator, as a supporter. And that's an incredible thing for somebody. I have tried, but you just don't, you didn't leave me alone. Do you know what I mean? You dug those <laughs> hooks in, didn't you? No, Jen, but, I've, I've got, sorry, go on, Adam, go on. No, I was just going to say, like, I am. And I think I always will be as well, because, you know, I think one thing Tim and I share is, we help, we don't, we don't do anything necessarily. We give people the tools to you know, get fit or lose weight or do whatever, but essentially it's down to the individual to do it. And you know, what we were discussing before, before you came on here was, was your mindset. And essentially you've sacrificed a lot. You, know, you dedicated your whole life to something to, to change it. And I'll always champion you because you're an inspiration now. Do you know what I mean? To not just like to, to so many people because there's not many people that can do what you've done and you continue to just smash it. And I know we discussed it before about obviously you've had the, the bariatric surgery. So, you know, you've yeah. had alterations to your stomach and stuff and certain people think, oh, you know, it's the easy way out and, you know, yeah. what's going to happen, but it's bullshit. It's I'll really just jump in a second there that we're giving ads a lot of credit for um, is person personality whatever i'm trying to say personality yeah, yeah, skills yeah. and we, we are but i have to say also that I, I know that adam when um i told him that because you told me in the message that you'd had bariatric surgery adam was with a uh, i've no doubt was the first thing he did was go and research how to train somebody with yeah. who, who'd had that you know so the tech the technical yeah. skills the technical skills was there um my cat's being a dick um <laughs> <laughs> um the uh the technical skills were there but not not many trainers will admit to this but it, they're secondary training isn't rocket science losing weight isn't rocket science getting big getting muscular learning to even stepping on stage isn't rocket science it's hab habitual it's turning someone's standard sort of behavior making it one step at a time more and more and more and more healthy um I'd, i i used to think that there was genius required to, to to get in amazing shape there's not there's just um consistency and if i ever and 
I've, I mean, I've been a trainer for a long time now, but the, I've wasted money on courses. I should have gone and done cognitive behavioral therapy courses. I should have gone and done courses on learning people uh, how to psych- psycholog- psychologically change their ways yeah. rather than, I've had too much coffee, can you tell? Um, psychologically change their ways rather than learning the ins and outs of muscle groups and this, that, and the other. It's, they're kind of pointless unless that's the way, unless you're going to go down the physiotherapy kind of route and you want to just help people help themselves. Um, that's where I would take my future courses if I was going to go uh, and do any, anything else, you know? I'm pretty sure, and I mean, Adam can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm one of the heaviest people that he's trained when we first yeah. start. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think my weight was probably the heaviest that he's, he's trained with. I think, I think you're doing yourself a disservice there, Jen. I think you was by far the heaviest person that, that Adam had. <laughs> like, I, I really believe that he, he also spent a good amount of time figuring out how to train somebody that was at my weight because there's a lot of things that I couldn't do. I mean, I couldn't get on the elliptical when we started. He didn't even try to make me, whereas in the past, I've had trainers, that's the first thing they try to make me do. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you couldn't get on an elliptical, but which, by the way, if yeah. somebody said, if, if a younger trainer said to me, what do I, I've got this client that's hugely overweight, what shall I do? I'd go, put her on the elliptical. <laughs> Imagine that as advice. He could be like, Tim, Tim, she can't get on the fucking elliptical trainer. No, but no, I mean, I'm out. It I'm was out. like he, he, he had sort of taken into those, you know, consideration, those things. And even when we started weight training, it was really, he really was careful about putting me in a position where I would be uncomfortable physically and hurt myself, but also was all, always aware of how I was feeling in terms of my comfort level with the other people that were in the gym. He never put me in a situation where I had to do an exercise where I would feel gross in front of people, if that makes sense. Amazing. Amazing. And I was I mean, still getting the results and I was still working really hard, but I was never made to feel like I was uncomfortable or that I couldn't do something or I would fail at it and be embarrassed. He never did that to me. And I have had trainers do that to me and he never did that. Yeah. 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 I, again, I think, did that come? Out? Did you know you was doing that, Adam? Was you aware that you was? Yeah, like definitely, definitely. Like again, it's just it was getting to know Jen as a person, and again thinking, you know, generally when you think about people in the gym, what they don't like when they first start, it is that feeling of embarrassment almost, and they're not knowing what they're doing. Maybe I look a bit stupid. There's there's always elements of that, but also, you know, with Jen in particular. I guess you probably were a little bit self-conscious about how you looked in the gym because of your size. And, you know, it's just being empathetic to that. And I guess, unfortunately, you know, the world we live in, people probably would have looked at Jen and thought, you know, what, what are you doing in the gym kind of thing? Yeah. You know, people do that and, you know, it's a bit of a taboo because you don't want to talk about it, but they do. And maybe there were, maybe there were one or two dickheads in that gym, you know? But I think something I always say to you was, one, if they're looking at you and they're saying anything and they think anything, what the fuck are they actually doing? You know, they should be in there to train, not judge yeah. someone yeah. else. And essentially, the reason you're and in there is to improve yourself to become better. So, fuck them. 
you know, and I think I've probably said that to you a number of times. And you did. You know, there's a number of people you can tell to fuck off, basically, because <laughs> if you're if you're that bothered, mate, then you know, do one. The, the other thing is, is in in that gym, there's mirrors, right? Yes, as yeah. I remember. There you didn't be. like training in front of them at all, did you? You used to hate there it. shouldn't be. You'd turn the bench around so you'd face the other way. Yes. I mean, yeah. as you know, I didn't have to look at myself 100%. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, there's the same at Body Project. Uh, there's no mirrors and there never will be. Even if I get uh, the biggest investment in the world that, you know, from anybody, they will, I'll never put mirrors it up because anyone who ever told you that mirrors are in a gym for you to check your own form is full of shit because, well, life. first of all, as soon as you turn your head to look at the mirror, it fucks up your form. So I can tell you now that your form's bad if you're looking in a mirror, unless you're facing it square, but for whatever reason, it's just nonsense. They shouldn't be there. They're, they're, they're for the people that don't need the gym, essentially, who want to look at themselves, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Jen, what would you... I just thought of a question that you might say to... Uh, it might, you might be answering it differently now to what you'd answer it uh, to, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever, but if a, a new trainer was coming to, what would, would, what advice would you give to a trainer who was about to go and train somebody that was you two years ago? And I'll sprung that on you. Um, Caution, beware. Be like Adam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would tell them that you just need to make sure that you're seeing, you're seeing the human before you see the client. Good tip if yeah. that makes any sense that you need to see the person before you see the dollar bills or the, or the money that you're making. And it's hard when we're all trying to make money, but you need to see that that's an individual human person that you're dealing with and that they come yeah. with a lot of complexities. And that if you're going to take on changing their life with them, then you have to understand that you're going to take on some of the other stuff that comes with that because it's all interconnected. And cool. I mean, yeah, there's no way that Adam would have been able to walk in that gym every day and completely put aside my mental and emotional health and think that he was going to find success with my physical health. Mm. It would have been absolutely impossible. He would have failed. I would have failed. My tip, I'll go to you in a second, Adam, just to give you a, thing, a minute to think about <coughs> that. Uh, my tip would be um, to fuck the textbook out the window. Like it doesn't mean shit anymore. You know, the, 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 the textbooks that we look at in... Um, whether it be a training diploma or a training degree, whatever it is, they, they teach you anatomy. And like you said there, we forget that to some degree, forget that we've got to be looking at a person, not a print piece of, you know, a print of a picture of somebody doing a squat position A to squat position B and back up and back down again. That means absolutely nothing. If form isn't perfect, forget it. As long as it's not going to do the client any damage, it does not matter. Do no harm is the first first um, is the first thing that we should be doing in the gym, um, and after that, anything's a bonus. Especially when we're talking about somebody who's making steps towards saving their own life, not not stepping on stage in pants to show off that they've got a pair of biceps. You know. Yeah. Adam, go on. What's your tip to a trainer that's going to train um, Jen two years ago? Two hundred kilos. Is that right, Jen? Have I just made that up? Not quite. It's a little fatter than I was, but it's okay. I mean, I was fat. <laughs> Let's just call it. You was overweight, is. yeah. You stop looking. It's like when you're in debt, you don't want to see your bank balance, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which is me at the moment, funnily enough. <laughs> um, 
I don't know really. I guess, you know, exactly what you guys have said, which is understand what the person's needs are in terms of, you know, what they want to do. You know, is it understand their why, I guess, as well. You know, what is their driving factor? Why do they want to do it? Because that's always going to be something you're going to have to go back to as a form of motivation, you know, and it's something we always discuss, which is you know, during the hard times and the hard sessions, why did you start doing this in the first place? What did you actually want to achieve from it? And then it kind of fires, fires you up again. But I don't, know, I don't mean this to, you know, to play it down, but I think I do, I do the same for, for Jen as I would have done for anyone else, which is essentially just understand, understand who they are, what their drivers are, you know, strengths and weaknesses to, to a degree, you know, what, what's going to stop them from achieving what it is they want to achieve. So you can work on it, you know, give them a bit of flexibility if they're having a shit day, you know, cause you don't have to be the perfect trainer that sticks by those rules of, well, you know, we put three sets of 10 and we've got to do three sets of 10. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you said, you don't, do you know what I mean? It's, I guess have a bit of flexibility and just, be a fucking human being, essentially. You know. But Adam, Adam. What, what what would you um have done? It, let's say I'd have just said it's Jen, it's the client. I I don't really know much about her. She's at Beach Towers, see her at eight in the morning or whatever. And yeah. you'd have turned up, and it'd have been a client that was, you know, twenty percent body fat, looking normalish in a in a t shirt and jeans. And she said, "I want to step on stage as a, as a figure competitor, lean as uh, you know peeled." to the bone. I mean, personally, I think you'd have been a bit apathetic towards that client. Maybe not. I don't, what I mean is I don't think you'd have invested the same amount of like, do you know what I mean? Who gives a fuck if she wants to step on stage? I think your, I think your, your skill set and your, um, is, is better geared towards helping people who need to be helped. Not, not people who fucking want to look good in a pair of, in a bikini, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But at, at the same time, I guess it depends where it where it comes from. You know, if mm. a person's a dickhead and they want to get shredded, well, yeah, sound. I'm probably not the person for you. Go go to someone else. You know, if if it's been a lifelong ambition and they need a, I don't know. Yeah, you, you're right. I guess I give a lot of kind of emotional support when it's, it's that why. It's that why that you mentioned, right? It's the why. Yeah, yeah, and you know, again, I think essentially you do things for people because of where you've come from potentially you know it's what it's what you'd want as well do you know what I mean it's what you'd want someone to give you at the same time so mm. when you do relate to someone or you see them just anything that's similar you know I guess you can always relate to someone for some reason you know you try and walk a mile in their shoes I suppose mm. important really yeah, important yeah, give them what they need like I said if it's if it's macros and you know, shredding down to the bone. Sweet, is a program. Crack on. Have you got the mindset? Happy days. But if um, you know, if someone needs more than that, and you can invest the time to to give them, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a waffly answer. I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't really answer it. You know. No, that's fine. It's a, it's a process. I guess it's just kind of who I am to a certain regard. Without saying yeah. but I am. So this is this has sort of ended up being a bit of a part three to our part one and two Jen, um that we did sort of uh it was that early in the year right so i think it, i think it'd be about 10 episodes ago of the podcast 
Um, yeah. Is there anything you've left to say, Jen? Because we'll, I want to keep it under an hour. I think we're at 50 minutes or so now. So, um, I mean, I, I, I think the only thing I can say is, and I've said it before, that Adam was instrumental and a huge part of saving my life. And I mean that from like, you wanted me to make him cry, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Adam, Adam helped me save my life. I mean, there was nobody else here in that first year. I was here by myself. I did this surgery by myself. I took this journey on by myself. And every day in the week, Adam was the one that was there for that first year pushing me forward. And he absolutely needs to take credit for saving my life, really. Because he gave me the gift of not just being able to walk into that gym and do it, but he gave me the gift of knowing that there was someone there that had my back 100% and that believed that I could do it. Even more so than my own parents at the time, because you know they were still skeptical that I was gonna be successful in that first few months. But Adam was just all the time all the time on and I knew that there were things going on in his life that were stressful and things that for most people would have taken them down that day but not once did he not show up for me and I mean it is very hard to find in life somebody that is there for you to that degree and Adam Ads. was that person Ads, what you got to say mate <laughs> It's probably still too much credit for me, Jen, to be fair. As I said, you were... Um, not at all. No, I don't think so. Yeah, but at the end of the day, yeah, I'm glad I was there to help you. I really am. You know that. Like I said, I've always had your back and uh, I will do. And I'll champion you because of everything you've achieved and continue to do so. You know, Tim, myself, Matt. Yes. Uh, so, surgeon. Yeah, just because you credit the surgeon because he's a, he's a, he was good as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there was, a, there was a shit one, and then there was a good one, right, Jen? What before Adam? No, the surgeon. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, Miss Doctor Tokfeek knows that he's. Yeah. I mean, I talk to him regularly, but I mean, it's a trifecta of trainers. It was Adam, and then Matt, and then Tim. I mean, you guys, Tim and Matt, also deserve an enormous amount of credit for continuing this journey for me. And then also my surgeons, Dr. Tofik, and now Dr. Alex, who did my, my testicles are gone. <laughs> you know? Oh, Alex. But I mean, it, I mean, this is a group of five men who have, in the process of two years, all had a contributing factor to giving me my life back. Everybody. Every single one of you. Adam was my first. And then it's just a bit continuous of each phase you've all stepped in and been the, the champion that I needed to push me through and to continue me on. And I mean, now Tim and I are training again, trying to get me back after the arm surgery. And I mean, he's also being an emotional support for me because of my mom. So it's like, every time I turn around, one of you is there. And it's like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't know how to say thank you to people. I mean, it's a trainer-client relation, but you're also there's so much more. And there's never going to be a point in my life that I'm going to be able to thank you guys enough for that extra that you're giving. It's just, it's, there's not even words that are ever going to suffice. I don't know about Tim, Me, but I think you say, like I said, I don't like, 
you you've done everything like you've done it all so the way you say thanks you to us is just continuing to be a badass like just keep fucking killing it like just yeah. keep doing what you're doing and changing your life for the better do you know what i mean that's all i don't know about tim but i think it's fairly similar in the sense of that's what we want to see yeah, it's the only reason we do this job yeah. you know you want we want to see improvement to say that and it's awesome to say that yeah you know we helped you with this but you're doing it you're spending yeah. the money to to do this you're investing in your health your nutrition your mindset like it's so fucking cool to see someone do a full 180 on life and just kick the fuck out of it like that is literally thanks enough to anyway obviously we used to charge you stupid amounts of money for sessions as well so that's pretty nice um but (laughs) essentially like just keep doing it and because you're going to start inspiring more people and then you know you deserve to have your moment in the sun where people think fuck i want to be like jen you know yeah that's awesome you know people will think shit you know if you can do it someone i can aspire to be like you know and then you can pass on the you know the things that hopefully we helped you with as well knowledge like you're 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 a you're you know an authority on this subject now jen like i'll I'll get your i'll get your um like no no, you know this this one thing having read books about it but having done it is totally different subject you know you you know, like I said, the, 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 the mentality of losing this kind of weight is unbelievable. I mean, I haven't said before you joined us that, you know, if you'd have put that same amount of effort into earning money, you'd be giving Jeff Bezos a run for his money. Like that, that, that effort put into anything will turn you into a savage and whatever it is you're doing. Uh, one thing last left is we've got to find you a, uh, bad, a trainer in, uh, in Germany because you're fucking leaving. I know. I mean, it's a tough, it's hard that I, I have to go. And I mean, if I could transport body project to Germany, believe me in a second, I would do it. And that's actually, it's not moving. It's not changing jobs. It's not leaving friends here. You know, my greatest anxiety going to Germany is, am I going to be able to find trainers like you guys? And am I going we'll to be able, yeah. am I going to be able to keep doing this? But even if I don't find a trainer there, I've got, two years of expertise and knowledge that I've taken from you three and Matt included. And I will take that with me. And I know that I'm going to be able to keep. Just tell them to listen to this. So like, look, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a choice at this point because I'm not going to go back. I mean, I've gone back <laughs> yeah. a bit in my surgical recovery and you know how much that that's bothered me. So there's yes. no there's no other option for me to, but to keep going forward. So yeah. So there you have it, folks. Um, Jen and Adam, myself. Shall we? Uh, what shall, shall, I, shall I? Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Um, just by well, me saying first of all. Uh, Tim College, uh, Coffee with Coaches, and Jen, who is, uh, like I said, as much of an authority on weight loss now as anyone else. Um, stay on the line, you two. Anything last, left last to say before we wrap up? Adam's uh, PT in, in Essex, England. Mm-hmm. W- w- anywhere in Essex, mate? How far? I don't know how big Essex is. Uh, <laughs> you willing to travel? Yeah, I'll travel. You know me, mate. I'll, I'll drive around. Um, so I'll be and, in... Danbury, like Chelmsford, Brentwood, anywhere around the area, basically. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'd say that his niche should be people who were 
I like Jen. I mean, unbelievable, really. Yeah. Anything like you, you've you've just uh, please just say thank you and let's wrap things up, Jen. Because <laughs> I, I I told Jen to make Adam cry and then Adam made Jen cry and then you got me choked up as well. So I held it back so well. I tell I you tried. now, like, I tried. I, I tried. Yeah, first time I listened to that podcast you did, I was sat doing shoulder presses in the gym, crying like a bitch, <laughs> looking at me like I was insane, <laughs> which I am. But yeah, was it? I can't say anything else other than I'm just immensely proud. So, well done, me. Yeah, me too. Proud. Guys, welcome to episode number 28 of Coffee with Coaches. In today's episode, myself and Adam Nightingale, to start with, get into a little bit about when we worked together in 2018 on um, my group training program. Body project, um, and you might be able to tell that I'm not fully engaged in the conversation. It's because I'm trying to get um, a friend and client of ours, Jen Oakley, to join us in the in the group in the chat on Zoom. I'm uh, I I I think I'm there for the first fifteen minutes, but basically I'm trying to get Jen in because Adam was the first trainer that Jen had after an operation where she lost 100 kilos. Um, between, uh, you know, over 18 months, she lost 100 kilos, 200 pounds of, of weight loss, absolutely incredible. You need to go back and listen to that episode. It was one of the earlier episodes of, in uh, this group of podcasts, so I think maybe episode uh, like five or six. Her story's amazing. I told Jen to make Adam cry, um, and... Uh, I thought that they they was both going to cry at one point and ultimately I was the one that cracked a little bit. <laughs> so if you want to know why and you want to know Jen's story, then go back and listen to episodes like five and six, you'll see. It's called um, Jen Oakley, Breaking Chairs with Jen Oakley. There's one episode about how um, how she ended up getting so overweight and then another episode on how she lost all the weight. We go into a lot about the mindset required to lose weight and the mindset that was required for her to... Uh, to, to, to gain so much weight, actually. It's a very interesting podcast, the most listened to I've had. And in today's episode, we kind of wrap everything up and speak to uh, speak to her first trainer, Adam, speak about her first training session. Um, very interesting chat, guys. Please go have a listen to the previous ones if you haven't already. And if you have, then enjoy this sort of uh, last in the trilogy before Jen leaves. Anyway, guys, enjoy episode number 28 of Coffee with Coaches. Thank you very much for listening. As always, share, download, ask me any questions, tell me any guests you want to have on, and I'll do my best. The listenership is growing, and I'll keep doing them as long as people are listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.